Hello and welcome to the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast. This episode, we have a very special guest with us, which we'll get to in just a moment. But before we talk about this and get into this topic, I wanted to tell you just a little bit of what's going on, a little announcement. As I said in last episode, where I was talking about things that I wanted to change in the future, we have gotten a community page now. It is live. We have a Discord channel that you can add and be a part of in the description section below. We have a lot of fun stuff on there, including book recommendations. You can meet people. We've got a whole bunch. We have even have past guests that are have been on the show, and they're a part of the community. So it's a really great thing. I'm really excited to announce this. It's been a lot of fun already just in the process of making and connecting with some of the past guests. So it's been a lot of fun. We've got a lot of friends on there. So why don't you join us, reach out to us. You can be a part of the community and find us there. It is in the description section below. So with that all said and done, let's get into this episode. Chris Miles, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, hi, Christian. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, uh, my name is Chris Miles. Uh, I also go by the name of Benji's dad. Um, that's a YouTube channel that I have. And uh, man, I, when I first started, you know, uh, when it comes to uh, trying to create an income for myself, because we found out that we were, we were pregnant and I was kind of the serial entrepreneur. I've always tried something when it comes to uh, building an extra income. Even when I was smaller in, in uh, elementary school, you would go do the candy sales. I would always mark up the candy by like two bucks or something just so I can take home some extra. And I don't know how legal that was, what I was doing. Anyway. <laughs> but I mean, I've always had the entrepreneur type of mind. And uh, when we got, we got married and when I found out that we were pregnant, you know, uh, my wife wanted to quit her job. And I had no idea what I was going to do at that point. It was it was kind of nuts. I, I to be honest, we couldn't afford it. Um, I told her we we can't afford you quitting your job. And then um, she kind of just sat me down. She looked me dead in the eye and said, "You need to figure it out." And I was like, "Oh man!" So all of a sudden, I had to be a man. You know, I had to just figure it out. Grew up really really quick. And uh, I mean, I had been to college. You know, I went to LSU. You know, and uh, graduated there. And you know, I enjoyed my college experience. That's that's for sure. But I did leave with a lot of uh, debt <laughs> because of it. So um, I had tons of bills. I had a lot of mounting credit card debt. I had uh, the, the school loans and a baby on the way, and a wife who wanted to quit her job. So I was about to lose like forty something thousand dollars worth of income. So I didn't know what to do. So I started just going online looking for. I used to make money online and I stumbled across something called blogging. I was like, what is blogging? So I went into it and I chose a topic. I started writing about that topic. I joined uh, programs uh, as what they call an affiliate. So I started doing what's called affiliate marketing where I don't have to work for a company. I just partner with them and then they give me a commission based on who I send to their websites to make a purchase. And uh, I started doing that over and over again. And eventually I went from uh, making a few hundred dollars a few months later to making more than a thousand dollars a month in about a year. At about two years, I was making anywhere from eight to ten thousand dollars a month just from my blog and YouTube channels, just promoting affiliate marketing and even creating my own courses as I did later. So that's kind of like the quick story of how I got to where I am today. That's really awesome. That's Man, that must have been such a challenge, especially when you're in that position where you're you're looking at like kind of this bottom of this mountain. How am I going to climb up this? What am I going to do? That's 
that's a really cool story. It's really awesome to see that you chose a different path than most people of, you know, just working harder, finding out new creative solutions. I think that's one of the things that a lot of the people that I know, a lot of the people that I hear about, you know, they're not really looking for these other ways to look at things like, you know, oh, it's just get out of school, get a job, go from there, work up the, the corporate ladder, then five years later, switch to another career, go from there. So it's it's really cool to see this like new per- refreshing perspective on how, how you went about this. Yeah, the the traditional way, you know, like we mentioned, is go to high school, go to college, get a degree, get a job, hopefully, in what it is you got your degree in. And I did all of that, to be honest. Um, I worked at a bank for a few years, and I ended up getting another job at at an auditing company, and it was a decent job, paying you know decently enough money. But the thing about a job, you know, it's an acronym, J O B. It means just over broke, and that's how I felt every time I got paid. I, I remember my paychecks would be after taxes, like 1500 bucks or something like that. And after I paid all of the bills, I had like $30 left. And I'm like, how am I supposed to take care of a family on this? You know, so the pressure was on me for sure. And uh, I think a lot of the, I mentioned before, I was a serial, serial entrepreneur. So there was a lot of things that I tried and a lot of them didn't work. But when my back was against the wall and I had nowhere else to go, what I needed, what I did needed to work. And and so anytime I was met with a roadblock, I found another way around it. You know, the, the traditional way of making money nowadays, to me, it's dead. You know, you need to find other ways to create some type of secondary income, a tertiary income, however you want to look at it. Because especially with what we're going through now with the crisis, that, you know, your primary job, you're just a number. If the numbers don't work out right, you can get cut down. And, and now what? You know, uh, I think they said that that millionaires on average have around seven to eight different streams of income. So if one or two streams of income fail, you know, you got four that can prop you up until you can figure out the other three. And I've been really living by that mantra, especially for the last four to five years. And, you know, my checking account has really (laughs) been uh, beneficial toward that thinking. That's awesome. I think that's that is a really really cool idea, especially the idea of not just looking at one stream of income, because I think that's one of the things that gets lost in this idea of, you know, go and get a job, right? Then then you're thinking, okay, here's my primary income. And this is people think of as their sole income, it's the only thing they have, and they're living off of that. It's, I mean, we've hear, hear this time and time again, with it's usually referred to like, you know, with investing or other things, putting all your eggs in a single basket. That's basically what having a single job is. If your job gets cut, your all your eggs just they're all over the ground now. <laughs> so, how would someone when you're when you're starting? How did you approach this from like a mindset? Where do you start when looking to to diversify your income streams? Well, the thing is, Warren Buffett has a saying, and he said, "If you don't find a way." to make money while you sleep, you are going to work until you die. And that is a powerful, powerful message for me that uh, typically when you're working the nine to five or, or whatever, you know, uh, normal job that you're working, your earning potential is only that eight hours. And if you're a Superman somehow or Superwoman, you know, you might, if you could work 24 straight hours, your earning potential is only maximized by the amount of time in the day. However, when you learn how to create assets that are out there earning income for you, even when you're not actively working on it, that then frees you up to work on another income source. 
and another income source. And it doesn't have to be just online blogging. That's the route that I took. They have uh, real estate investing that you can take advantage of. They have uh, other types of investments. I know I have some friends who are jumping into Forex who are doing really well with it. Uh, It's just you got to do something that's going to continue making money for you even while you're snoozing, you know, and that affords you the time to be able to build up your income streams. And you never, you know, you would, I'm not gonna say never, but you would probably rarely get in a situation where if one or two failed, you have others that can prop you up, you know, uh, for the time being until you can figure those out and create a new income stream. But none of that happens if you're actively working on one type of income stream. Otherwise, if that income stream, if you break your leg one day and you can't go to work or you get in a car accident, you know, no one plans those kinds of things. Those kinds of things just happen. And if you don't plan for it, then, you know, you can't just depend on Aflac or <laughs> some insurance company or something like that. You know, that's what they try to pitch you while you're working the job because they want you to stay there. You know, they want to keep you in that little rut because you are working to be someone else's passive income. We need to learn how to create our own passive income. That's a really, really good. I love that point from Warren Buffett of, you know, if you're not making money while you're sleeping, then you're just going to work until you die. I think that's a really good way to put it and really good way to put it into perspective. So when I when I was thinking about this, um, immediately in my mind, I was thinking about the concept of leveraging. And it's something that a lot of millionaires and billionaires, what they do. And it's basically making sure that you can get the most out of what you have and to make it work for you. So basically, if you get money, you make that money work for you. And then if you get, if you have your time, you make sure that your time is giving you back more time. This is the concept that we talked about in a previous episode where we're talking about ways you can leverage your time to get more back from the time that you invest. So if you can invest in systems to automate projects and chores that you normally have to do, that time you spent investing into your chores, into your daily life, right, is giving you back tons of hours in the future. And if you look at the same way from a financial standpoint, if you're going to invest time and money into creating something that's going to return that back to you, you're going to have so much more to live with. You're going to have a much more full experience. It's going to be much more enjoyable going forward. So that's one thing that I think is a really key aspect is how can I, like, going forward and looking at not just how can I live life? I feel like that's a lot of like, how do I survive today? That's what a lot of people they look at. They're like, okay, I need to work eight hours today to survive, to make sure that I can make enough money so that I can pay my bills and then be me living. How do you thrive? How do you go beyond that? How do you leverage your day? What, how, how can you do that? What are the things, little things that you can do? If you get an hour break, can you just start researching things that you can invest your time and money into. These are sorts of the ways that you need to start thinking about and approaching your life. You can't just look at it from a passenger seat. You need to take the steering wheel and start going and buying some extra things, buying some extra time and putting that into your life so that it can give back to you. So what was really interesting, and one of the things I was curious about, when you are working on creating a new income stream, either a new project, a... um, a new YouTube channel, blog, etc. You know, do you work solely on one project until it's launched, or do you have multiple projects running at the same time? I typically have multiple projects going on at one time. Um, one of the interesting things about working for yourself is uh, everything. It's actually the good thing about it, and it's the bad thing about it. The good thing because everything depends on you, you know. But that's also the bad thing because everything depends on you. So uh, when you're working a regular job. 
it's your boss's job to tell you what to do. It's your boss's job to give you your deadlines and to let you know when something is due. But when you work for yourself, you need to be a little bit more disciplined. And this took me a while to figure out, to be honest, even after I quit my job, was uh, how to get stuff done. You know, I, I just had like a schedule and I kind of met to it. But if I couldn't or didn't feel like it, I just didn't do it. Um, one thing that I learned that was really helpful was to become more project oriented. So I have projects going. I have a lot of irons in the fire, I guess you can say. So as of right now, um, I have a, I'm building a, a course on how to blog on um, basically the exact same thing that I've done. Um, I built out the course and uh, now I'm kind of putting the finishing touches on it before I release it. But while I was doing that, I was still working on the YouTube channel, working on, you know, a couple of blogs. I also have uh, virtual assistants and and uh, VAs, uh, another word for virtual assistant, that um, are able to take care of nice uh, menial tasks for me so that I don't have to do it. Um, and that's helpful uh, because it's like hiring a little a little mini me who can go out there and 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 present as me and and talk like me. And if they ever have any issues or questions, they just come to me and ask me, how would you respond to this? And a lot of them that I hire are actually very smart. They're very, uh, they pick up things really, really well. So that's what I've been able to do. Just keep stuff project oriented, offload repetitive menial tasks. And uh, instead of working in your business, work on your business and look above, be the CEO, I guess, of your business. Look at the direction Look at ways that you can grow rather than always having to keep up with every little receipt that, that you make. Because if, if you try to do everything yourself, you will end up burning yourself out. And, you know, a lot of people talk about the YouTube burnout because you're just creating, creating. It gets to the point that when you create a new video, you create a new podcast, you know, you create a new whatever, your mind immediately goes, OK, I have to do this again. You know, there's almost seemingly with no end in sight. But uh, as long as you delegate well, you uh, create multiple income streams, then you won't have to worry about that kind of thing. That's awesome. I definitely, I love the part. One thing that was really sticking in my mind and one thing that I really thought about was I really love the way you delegate tasks to other people. Having virtual assistants is a, a huge investment of money that can make great use of your time. And it's basically like you're saying, having mini me's and being able to do that and being in a position like that is really helpful when you're looking to get more time so you can focus on these projects and making those things happen. Um, one of the things that I really liked that I was thinking about a different aspect of working on your business rather than just in your business. And I think that that's a huge thing that a lot of people don't really realize when they're starting off this thing. They start working in it and they get stuck in it. They create their first, like they create their first blog and then they get their just keep posting and posting and posting and they never work on marketing it. They never working on getting out there, never work on reaching out to these other people. And so one of the things that I was thinking is it's kind of like the same thing with life. It's like working in your life to the point where you're not working on it anymore. And so one of the questions I had for you is, how do you make sure that you don't get stuck working into your next income stream? How do you make sure that you can get out and step back and work on it? Um, I'm going to be honest. It's difficult. It's that easy. Um, when you create a business, when you have the idea and then you literally build it from nothing and you can, I'm sure you can relate to this with your podcast, uh, Younger, Smarter, Better, you know, that didn't exist a couple of years ago, you know, and now it does. And now you have listeners and, you know, it, it's it's kind of a so everything that you do on your job or on your business, I should say, 
no one can do it better than you can because you came up with it, you know, and that's powerful. But it, it can also be a crutch for your growth after a while, because if it gets too big and you can't handle it all, you're going to end up burning yourself out if you don't find ways to delegate uh, certain tasks or you won't be able to enjoy your life. There are some people out there who say, oh, yeah, when you go from a working 40 hours, you turn it into 80 hours when you work on your own job, when you work on your own business, which is true to a certain extent if you don't learn to delegate, you know, and, uh, you know, being a manager, that's basically what you're doing at that point. Uh, you're hiring people to take care of tasks for you and you are offloading those certain tasks. Um, and sometimes it can get pricey. I, will, I won't lie. It, it can get pricey to hire people to do stuff for you. But the time that it saves you, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. It's probably one of the things that I delayed the most with my business. But then when I actually did it, I realized I should have done it a long time ago. So delegation definitely with just being the manager, being the CEO of your own business, and uh, it, it can stunt your growth. And if you want to grow into a, a big company, or even if you don't want to grow into a big company, if you just want to enjoy the time that your business can afford you, find ways to offload tasks that, that don't need to be done by you. Um, even if it's to uh, one, actually, I'm going back and forth. One little lesson that I learned was... Uh, you know, you can, the way you can do it is 100%. You're going to always do it 100%. But if you can find someone who can do it 80% as good, that's good enough. Move on to the next task, offload it, and then work on something else that's going to help you grow. And that's one thing that I've definitely been able to uh, apply and learn from and enjoy. Because now I can spend more time with the family, spend more time traveling, spend more time doing what I want to do, rather than being stuck in front of my computer, you know, 19 hours a day. That's awesome. I think that definitely delegation is something that is a huge, definitely time saver. And I think to in a certain extent, a money saver from looking at it and being able to actually use it and apply it in your life. I think that a lot of people, when they first start out, it's a little bit hard for them to approach and say, oh, you know, this is my baby. This is my project. This is my my side thing. I don't want to give it off to other people because they're so, I think you have to give yourself the permission to have things be good and not necessarily 100% perfect and polished. You have to be able to give yourself the permission so that you can have later, you can have more free time so you can keep moving on with your life rather than just getting stuck on polishing this one shoe when you can go make another pair. Yeah, exactly. Then you have more shoes. You know, it's something that's not, like you mentioned earlier, it's not easy to do. It, it really isn't because you work with the work that you put into your business, no one's ever going to be as careful with it as you're going to be. So it does take work. Um, one thing I always say is that it does take uh, a little bit of project management experience to be able to thrive well um, with your own business. But it's definitely something that you can learn. You know, it's not something that you should run away from. Uh, your original, uh, you know, your original um, path with life was to go to college, get a job, and then work 30 to 40 years and retire and hope that you have enough money and health to be able to enjoy it. Right. Uh, you know, if you just took a couple of years to build another income that might eventually take over as your primary income. Now you can enjoy life at 25. You can enjoy life at 30. You don't have to wait until you're 65 and, and, and you know, feel like that you know, oh, I can't travel the world because I have a bad heart or something like that. There's nothing guaranteed, you know, 
there's no guarantee that we're that any of us are going to make it to 65. You know, so why wait if you can create something now? So even though delegation is hard, starting your own business is hard. Uh, there's nothing better for me right now than just to wake up, play with my son, hang out with the wife. Uh, even if it means putting my business to the side sometimes, I'd much rather do that. But I would not have that option if I was still working uh, an eight hour job. And I wasn't even working eight hours. You're, you know, a commute was an hour both ways. And then you have a, a 30 minute hour lunch. So I'm gone 12 plus hours a day, you know, where now I can work four or five hours on my business and have the rest to do whatever I want. That's awesome. I think that's one of the great things of the freedom and what you get back. So I think that's like, you're definitely looking at the aspect of, sure, a lot of people when they're they're first looking at this, they only see, oh man, it takes so many hours to get this started, to get it running. Am I just going to get stuck in this? Am I, am I going to be able to enjoy my life? And I think when you look at it from that aspect, are you going to be spending 80% or more? That's, that's a, literally the 12 hours that you're talking about is 50% of your day. When you take out the eight hours that you get of sleep or seven hours for some people, you know, when you take that out of it, you're really talking about a good 80% of your day. Would you rather have, yeah, just 80% gone. Would you rather spend the rest of your life living the 20% that you have, or would you rather work for a year, two years, three years, however long it takes to enjoy the 70 to 80% back? Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Exactly. And, you know, you don't want to take advantage of that kind of thing especially when you're younger. All right. I'm, I just turned 35. So some people can consider me an old man, <laughs> but when it comes to, uh, um, you know, when I was younger, like uh, one of the things that I wish I had done that I've actually uh, recommended that other people do, especially when they come out of college is take as much money as you can and go buy yourself a duplex or a triplex or something, get some money out there. And then, or even if it's a big house that has, you know, three or four bedrooms in it, you know, if, when you're young and you don't have children, you don't have a wife or anything like that, just or, or a husband or a spouse, I should say, uh, rent those rooms out and then all of a sudden pay that entire mortgage off within a few years from the money that you're getting for that. And then turn around and, and either sell it or, or maybe not sell it, rent it out afterwards. You know, now all of a sudden you have a house that's paid for. And if it's a three or four bedroom house, you're probably paying anywhere from a thousand to two thousand dollars a month you know, that you would get back in rental income without a mortgage. All you got to do is pay taxes at that point. Um, And that's going to be a consistent income for you because housing, everyone needs somewhere to stay. You know, everyone always will need somewhere to stay. As crazy as the housing market got in 2008 or whatever, it's bounced back like almost double what it was at the time um, because people always need somewhere to stay. So definitely real estate is one of the greatest places that you can get into and being able to leverage money, kind of like you were speaking of earlier. You know, if I have money here at a certain interest rate, I might be able to take the opportunity cost and go somewhere else and leverage it, make a seven or 8% return regularly. All of a sudden I get to keep that four to 5%. That, that, that's mine. And uh, it's just all about leveraging what you got. And the earlier you start doing that kind of thing, the better, especially when it comes to investing. I believe I read somewhere, if you invested as small as two to $300 a month for like 30 years, you know, you'll have a couple million dollars by the time you're done with it. And that's just from investing. It doesn't include any of the other income sources that you're working on while you're growing up. So uh, it's just the sooner you realize that, the better. You know, if you realize it at 18, great. I didn't. Most people don't, to be honest. Uh, I didn't realize until my late 20s, early 30s. And I lost out on 10 thing, ten years of probably 
of what, uh, again, Warren Buffett mentioned as the eighth wonder of the world in compound interest. You know, you know, that 10 years probably uh, cost me a million dollars in what I could have invested. So definitely, if you're younger, just invest in your time, invest in yourself, invest into a business and make things start growing for you. That's awesome. Very well said. Um, one of the things that I thought that just really puts into perspective. I think a lot of younger people, uh, myself included, need to kind of take this into heart in the idea that starting sooner when it comes to investing, especially with compound interest, uh, starting now makes millions of dollars worth of difference coming down the line. And so it's super important to start now. And one of the things that I heard really recently that I'm starting to take to heart is that if you're going to, if you say, oh, you know, oh, you know, this, I just listened to this podcast, you know, it was a really great thing. They were talking about building your own business, second income, you know, I'll start that tomorrow. Tomorrow doesn't exist. Tomorrow is a figment of your imagination that you use to say, I'm not going to do this, but I'm going to pretend to. So mentally, I don't have to think about it. If you say that I'm going to do something tomorrow, that really means you're not going to do it and you're not going to start it and it's not going to happen once over. So if you're going to do it, start now. Start small. You don't have to you don't have to come up with a million dollar company right now. Right. We're not telling you to do that. That would break your back. That would be take take some rest, you know. Just start small. What's the little things that you can do? Where can you start small? Look at affiliated marketing. Look at blog. Maybe you just start a YouTube channel. I mean, today one of the things that we're so blessed to have is this internet where it's possible to make money being yourself and being someone that can create and someone that can share information and that you can really help others with this online platform and really share and grow with other people. You're, we're really blessed to have that in today's time frame. And so take advantage of it. You know, the world, I think one of the things that might be holding you back is a lot of people say, you know, oh, there's, I don't want to be just another makeup artist online because there's already so many of them, but they haven't seen you yet. They exactly. haven't seen you. They haven't seen what you have and everybody else. You know, the reason that this is stuff is so popular, the reason that looking at these different YouTube channels and there's just more and more that keep coming up, right, is because people want more and more content to consume. They want more and more information. They want to learn more. They want to see more faces. They want to get more ideas and get it. So they want you. They, they're just waiting for you to show up and say, here I am. So yeah. how can you do that? That's that's my question for you that I'm going to pose that at the end of this episode. How can you start small? How can you start today? on getting yourself out there, on creating a second income source. So well, just, is, is there anything else that you want to add before we start wrapping this up? Yeah, uh, just like you mentioned, just get out there and do something. Uh, one thing, one of the saying that I always like is do something now that your future self will thank you for, you know. So if you keep that in mind, if you say, okay, I want to look back at this five years from now and think, you know what, I'm glad I started when I did rather than five years from now, still wishing that you had started. Uh, it, it's it's so much better to just take the bull by the horns, get behind the driver's seat, stop being a passenger, take control of your own life, and just move forward. Um, and as you mentioned, the the playing field right now is as as even as it can ever be. I mean, for example, I mean, because of what we're going through with the crisis, you know, Ellen is at home. Jimmy Fallon, he's at home too. So all of a sudden <laughs> I can create a YouTube channel and they, we are all on the same playing field, but you know what? 
I have a, I've had a YouTube channel for a while, so I like to think I'm more experienced than even they are in making sure that my content ranks and making sure that I can convert people from just a listener to an actual customer. They don't know how to do that because they've been, you know, uh, in front of the huge multi-million dollar cameras all of the time. But now the playing field is exactly the same. And right, that's why it, it's probably no better time than ever right now to leverage the internet and to build a business today. That's awesome. Very well put. Thank you so much for being on the show, Chris. It's been awesome having you. Um, so to just to recap for this episode, we started off talking, we got to hear a lot about Chris's story of him growing up in through this process, through these hard times for him and his family, and having to take that on and figure out new creative ways to live his life to really get in the driver's seat and look for other sources of income. He's used a lot of the uh, multi-million dollar advice of from Warren Buffett and others of leveraging your assets and creating multiple sources of income. Don't leaving all of your income to be in a single basket so that if some pandemic were to occur, you wouldn't be left on the floor with all your eggs on the ground. Um, So we talked about that. We talked about where you can kind of start and how to start small. And when you start to grow, how you can get out of just living inside of your business so you can actually work on it by using delegation and delegating. If you want to hear more about that, two episodes, we, we talked a lot about delegating and how you can use it for time management and other such things. So we talked a lot about that. And we also talked about how now is the best time to do it. There is no such thing as tomorrow. And that every day that you are working on this now, you're going to be paid so much more in the future because of compound interest and because of the way that the world works. Because you're starting now and you're starting early, it's the best time to do it because the errors and mistakes you make now won't be as public and you won't have as much of an issue when something goes wrong. This is the perfect time to start because now when you're small, there's not a big issue when something goes wrong. So you can start now, start simple, and just get yourself out there. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you want to support the podcast, you can share this with a friend and also check in the link in the description for Chris's, um, he has his blog and his YouTube channel that you can go both check out. And I believe you have a course coming up that you were talking about. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh yeah. So uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier, but it's called blog builder pro and, uh, it's going to be my baby at least for a little while. Uh, so we're going to be basically teaching people, if you're a complete beginner, even if you've barely even opened up a laptop before, <laughs> I'm going to show you how to go from that to building a uh, a blog that's actually earning income. You know, that's the little journey that I'm going to help you get to. And then at that point, you can just start scaling it. And it includes a lot of the stuff that we were just talking about in terms of um, uh, getting your articles to rank, uh, how to get with affiliate marketing and trying to maximize the amount of money you can get there, even to the point of outsourcing content so that other people can help you scale your business. So that's blogbuilderpro.net. Awesome. And you can find that in the description section below. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay hungry for knowledge. <laughs>